Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning and welcome. You're listening to Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. My name is Layla and we're so happy to have you here with us. Before we get into the Word, let's take a moment and pray. Lord, we thank you for today, Lord, and we thank you for this opportunity to spend time in your Word, Lord. We thank you for all that you've placed in our path, Lord, all the good things that you've blessed us with, Lord. We ask that you'll guide us, Lord, that you will teach us the truth, Lord, that you will show us things to come through your Holy Spirit, Lord, and that you are pleased with us, Lord. We ask that our behavior will be pleasing in your sight, Lord. Correct us, Lord. We open ourselves to your discipline, Lord, to your love and your correction, Lord, and we accept it now, and we walk in it, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We're so glad to have you with us as we dive into the Word, continuing our study in the book of Hebrews. We are in chapter 11 and still... I'll say studying out verses 8 through 16. So if you're joining us for the first time or rejoining us, I would like to encourage you either way to pause the episode and just take the time to read through that section of scripture to make things easier to follow along in the discussion. Amen? Amen. All right. And at this time, the floor is open to give each of you the opportunity to share what Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and ask any questions that you have. So who'd like to begin? I would. All right, Layla. The last episode, I left off talking about being the only one and being all right, you know, being the only one who's believing God for the promise. You, our faith isn't tied up with somebody else. It's not if LaCharles can believe for good grades, then I can believe for good grades. No, we each believe on our own, and we see this with... um. Abraham and Sarah, all of the heroes of the faith that we've covered up to this point, reaching back to Noah. And I just also want to mention while we, when we look at the life of Abraham, he did, the one feat wasn't just for um, Isaac or to receive the Messiah through his natural lineage. There was also he had to use faith to save his nephew who was mm-hmm. in Sodom and Gomorrah because the wickedness in those two cities was so great. The Lord was going to destroy it. So we see in Genesis, Abraham having the conversation with the Lord. Hey, if you find 10 people, that's as far down as he got, but mm-hmm. 10 people in the city, would you destroy the 10 righteous with the rest of the wicked? And the Lord's like, no, what he, what the Lord really wanted was for Abraham to go down to the, to the one because he wanted to save Lot and his household. And it required Abraham to have the faith to believe for himself and also believe for others. And there had to be a willingness on Abraham's heart or Abraham's part. But yes, in his heart, too. Should Abraham have been selfish and gone, well, Lord, I just want the blessing for myself. Then we would have missed, (laughs) um, you know, seeing that 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 maturity on the part of Abraham to, you know, use the faith to deliver his nephew Mommy, you're raising your hand. Oh, no, go ahead, sweetheart. Finish oh, your thought. Thank you, Mommy. And we've, we've even experienced this in our, in our own lives as well. Sometimes, Mommy, you've told us about times where the Lord asked you to use your faith for something for you. But then you use your faith for us. Like you believed that I would get the finances that I needed for school or that I would be able to get the professors that I needed. 
And you could have been selfish and gone, well, my faith is precious, which it is, and just used it for yourself. But that shows another kind or another level, deepness, depth of the love of God that you have on the inside of you when you're willing to share with others. <laughs> and in the last episode, you, you brought up um, Joshua and, and, and Jericho. Joshua could have been selfish and gone, man, I got the instructions and left the rest of them out but there was a depth of love that transcended you know natural selfishness wanting to get it for yourself but i'd like to bring up the lord jesus because he is the greatest hero Mm -hmm. of the faith he was he was okay with being the only one that walked in such closeness with the father in such communion that the lord could use him for anything Mm-hmm. We have that same opportunity. There's no reason why we can't have that testimony, why we can't be a hero of the faith, why the Lord can't call on us to do something, even if it's picking up a paperclip on the floor at Walmart. It's mm-hmm. still done on the behalf of the Lord, so it still matters and it's still important. And just because we can't always see what the significance might be doesn't mean it's insignificant. Humans don't get to decide what's important to the Lord and what isn't, because none of us are God. So it as we look at the faith and as we look at the things the Lord has laid out for each of us to walk, don't fall for the trap of the adversary of saying, oh, you're not that special. What you what the Lord's asking you to do isn't important because you're not you, the Messiah isn't coming through your lineage. You didn't build an ark and survive a flood for 40 days and 40 nights. You didn't do these things like these other people that that compare and the contrast we see. That is at first Corinthians that Paul says it's unwise to compare yourselves among yourselves, like not to do that. Not, not exactly sure. I'd have to look it up. Oh, but um, I, I love the point you're bringing up because you also see this about the Lord and servanthood and leadership. Every individual here that's a hero of the faith did not, as you said, just look out for themselves, right? Even though they were okay, if they were the only one in the entire world, the entire earth, that was following the Lord. Their faith didn't depend on anyone else. They were perfectly okay with being them and the Lord. However, because of their love for the Lord, right? Yes. They had a desire that it wasn't that they wouldn't be the only ones to enter in or as it says here all right about the city without walls not made with you or sorry not without walls the city not made by human hands right that they wouldn't be the only one there with the lord but that there would be others so whether that was others in their generation and the future generations right we're talking about abraham What did the Lord say about Abraham? That he would teach his children about me. So you see, even in that, this is before he had them, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. So, So there's a prophetic element there and also a command as to what we are called to do, to look out for our posterity, the future generations, right? Teaching each one how to have a true relationship with the Lord. And that only comes through faith. So you're also teaching them how to build this unshakable faith, right? Yes, Dad. And, and you can look and throughout Scripture, even in Ezekiel. That is something that the Lord uses uh, when and as, by Ezekiel. I mean, when he's talking about the difference between the bad shepherds, 
or bad leaders and comparing and contrasting them to the Lord as the good shepherd, right? The yes. bad leaders tore down the people. They butted them, they kicked them, they trampled their food, right? They didn't lead yes. them to pasture. The Lord did that. They were too busy looking, the bad leaders, right? Bad shepherds yes. were looking out for themselves and what they could get out of whatever the Lord was providing. Mm-hmm. Where, again, these heroes of faith looked out for not just them, not just their family, even Abraham, right? I believe you brought up Lot, yes? Yes. He looked out for, well, while it's extended family, he still looked out for them. Mm-hmm. He still looked out for wait, even those in the land that he was sent to by the Lord and all the areas he walked in. Mm-hmm. So you see the same heart that each of these individuals had. This is just the ones we've mentioned thus far, right? But you see how it is similar to the Lord's heart, to our Heavenly Father's heart, right? Yes. Yes. So yes. let's understand that in full. And then the the final thing that I want to say is also looking at Abraham, he called one. He didn't say Abraham and and 15 other people. And unless these 15 other people come with you, you can't inherit the promise. He just needed the one. So for you, all he needs is is you. You don't have to wait for anybody else to receive God's promises for you now, if you've got the faith for it, and if you will extend it to him and actually receive that promise for, from him, you'll have it. He's not going to hold your salvation from you because of somebody else mm-hmm. or your healing or your financial prosperity or the health of your family and the relationships within it because somebody else isn't using their faith. All he needs is your faith because you receive the promises for your life and and the things that you need from him. I can't receive your healing for you. Yes, I can believe with you, but I cannot do it in your stead. So you have to take that position just like Abraham did. He believed for himself to receive those promises and then walked in it. Amen. Amen. The faith of others certainly can be encouraging to us, but we each Mm -hmm. have to have our own faith because we will stand before the Lord ourselves individually and uniquely. Um, your scripture that you were talking about comparing ourselves amongst um, those who commend themselves, that's in Second Corinthians. Oh. Um, but something that you saw and that you mentioned about Abraham interceding for Lot, um, Galatians 5, 6, it says, For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision nor, un- nor uncircumcision avails anything but faith working through love. And the willingness to share the potency of our faith with others is an effect and a working power of our love. It's a demonstration of our love and that causes our faith, the strength of our faith to be multiplied. And, um, you can also see the Lord and, and Abraham's example, um, about Sodom and Gomorrah. I know many people think, well, he should have prayed all the way down to, to one or, you know, if there's no faith people in there, I mean, they, but remember, God came to him to give him a chance to intercede. So what did that mean? It wasn't that Abraham went by and saw their wickedness and said, oh, Lord, Lord, and came to God with the petition. But God came and sought him out and gave him the opportunity to intercede. And the Lord did not leave until the faith that was rela- released in the petition was sufficient to save the righteous people there. 
the number yes, 10 really? was sufficient because if it wasn't, God would have encouraged him to keep going. You sure you want to stop there, son? No, let's keep going. Because we know that he is the author mm-hmm. and the finisher of our faith. So he Amen. authored Abraham's faith and he finished it in that case. And he didn't leave anything undone. And all of Lot's family was saved, even those who didn't actually want to be saved. Case well, in point, his wife. Amen. They brought her out of the city, which also is a kind of a touchback to verse 15 of Hebrews 11. She was delivered from the city. She came out, but she looked back. Well, they, and, all, they all had the opportunity, right? Even Lot's daughters, they were married. Their husbands had the opportunity to leave as well. But each one has their own choice before the Lord on where their faith is. Mm-hmm. His daughters, Lot's daughters, husbands decided to remain. Amen. Lot's and wife chose to disobey and look back. And so her heart remained. She was there, even though her legs were carrying her somewhere different, which is why she turned her head to look back. So the bigger the bigger highlight that I wanted to point out there is the faithfulness of God. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. So you think about that, and Lot, he initiated the conversation with Abraham because Abraham didn't know. He hadn't been down that way. And if he had been, he hadn't thought about it to come before the Lord in prayer concerning it. And God made a special trip to talk to him mm-hmm. concerning this matter. I mean, like, look at the conversation. Shall we hide from Abraham? I mean, Abraham didn't ask him, hey, what are y'all up to? What you doing around here? Abraham was busy serving and worshiping God. Let me fix you some food. Sit down and take a load off, hang out for a while. And he was totally enthralled in the presence of God, just being there to worship him and to serve him and to wait on him hand and foot. If you think about it, that was his heart's desire. And he was contented with that. He wasn't worried or concerned about Lot per se, but God said, shall I hide this from him? Well, Abraham never asked a question. (laughs) So God's starting the conversation like, Hey, let's talk about this. Right. And then once God got his attention because he knows his son and what he's going to respond to, he knows the heart that he put on the inside of him and that he can find Abraham faithful. Then he went and gave him enough opportunity to be a human voice that has authority and permission in the earth to grant permission and open the door for God to intercede so that God could work on behalf of the people that were in the earth who were at the, the point of destruction and didn't even know it. Lot was in the bosom and the chasm of destruction and had no knowledge or understanding of it. Mm -hmm. He was doing nothing to deliver himself or was none the wiser as far as we know, right? Because the angel had to come and drag them out of there. Lot wasn't packing his suitcases already. He wasn't picking up and moving his family. So God gave Abraham enough so that Abraham could ask for what was sufficient to do the job. And even with Sarah, he knew what she needed to take her faith to a place in a position that he could use it to raise it up on the meter inside of her because she had been struggling for a long time concerning this. I wouldn't say she was in full on doubt, but she just, the limitations in her mind of how this could happen because she was so old and because things didn't work out with Hagar and all this other stuff were ravaging her mind, but God knew what was going to take her over the top. So that's why he came and caught her, waited till she was eavesdropping. But turned around and caught her. 
<laughs> and blessed her just in the way that her mind works and understands because she's a little bit snappy in her conversation. She could be respectful, but she we saw her, you know, being a little zesty. And so he or gave her some zest. She was being built up in her faith. Uh-huh. To speak to her heart, to encourage her. And then she was like, oh, okay, Lord. And so there was no mistaking of who he was talking to. She couldn't explain it away. She couldn't say maybe that was somebody else or maybe it's going to be another vessel. God met her right there. To He authored her faith and he finished it. Right? Which is why she's listed yes, mommy. here and then it in says this that, chapter. And it says that in um, verse 11 that she judged him faithful. She said, ooh. You speak in my language over there. You know how to speak just to my heart. I think you can do this. Mm-hmm. Whereas before she struggled. She didn't know if he could do it because that's why she got her handmaiden Hagar involved because she thought God needed her help. But when God came and called her bluff and pointed her out and said, you eavesdropping woman, <laughs> you gonna have that baby <laughs> next year. And even with her mumbling, grumbling in her mind or actually eavesdropping on him, um, talking to Abraham, he called her out and it blessed her to caused her to be elevated, not to shame her. God knows how we think and how we speak. He mm-hmm. began and he finished what was necessary for her faith to be complete so that she could conceive and receive the promise. So loving this about God, knowing this and trusting him, he understands where you are, who you are, how your mind operates, what you think, and he is here to help you. But when he comes, go, yes, God. Because he surely will come. He will provide the the gust, if you will, the grace, the wind in your sails um, to receive. He will actually even, um, the Holy Spirit provides supernatural faith at times. Like when there's miracles being performed, like raising the dead and things of that nature. He will do what's necessary to get you to the outcome as long as you are willing to walk with him and to go with him. That's all I wanted to say about that for now. <laughs> well, as you're speaking, Mommy, the Lord was reminding me here is that um, as you said that the Lord understands how to speak to every and in each individual person, mm-hmm. meaning that he knows how to cause them to have faith. And that's something that we see mentioned inside of verse 13. Then all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, were assured of them, embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. Meaning that even Sarah, in your example, mommy, she had to embrace it as well. It wasn't just enough for her to believe it, I would say, kind of like inside your mind, mm-hmm. like you can uh, conceptualize it, mm-hmm. but it had to be inside of her, meaning that what we see with Abraham, it came out of him, meaning that it was something that was deeply ingrained in him. Uh, mommy, you're making a face I at am. me. <laughs> <laughs> it's I mean, not entirely it's accurate. It's so, if you, so Wigglesworth explained it this way, right? Three aspects of faith, right? Ministration, speaking it operation okay and then manifestation so it takes more than just speaking it but if you're putting it in action or at the operational aspect of faith a belief right that means that you truly believe it many people speak about faith things but never put it into action and without those how can there then be manifestation now, the speaking and the operational aspect can happen simultaneously mm-hmm. if you truly believe it, right? So you saw the actions as a result of, or the operational aspect, as a result of his faith being in action, okay? Mm. Yes. And, and yes. I think also something you might have been trying to get at is that Sarah had to do more than 
have mental assent. Exactly. I like the idea of having a baby. She had to let that her confidence in God's ability to really full on do this and understand his willingness to do it for her right here, right now. She had to receive that in her inward being, in her spirit. She had to believe it and she had to say it at some point because we believe, therefore we speak. We believe in our heart and we confess with our mouth, whether it be Jesus is Lord or I'm healed by Jesus's stripes or I'm the redeemed of the Lord, whatever it is, because that's how we are created to be. Whether it's her muttering to herself, whether whether it's her whispering in the quiet, whether it's going, God really said that I'm going to be a mother. And I believe that whatever it is, you have to go beyond just going, I like the idea of it, to going, I know this is real. I know this is right. And I know God is willing to do it. He will do this and he's willing to do it for me here and now. And he's able to get the job done. Amen. And I love that you brought up about the Lord being an author and finisher of our faith. Is more than just about having the child, right? Mm-hmm. She had to raise him. She okay, had to so so bring all it of that to, to see him grow up to fruition to maturity. Mm-hmm. That that takes a considerable amount of years, right? She had so to learn how to get an enduring faith, an enduring faith like Abraham that was unshakable. Mm-hmm. And we all are required to do the exact same thing, and just, we have the privilege of doing it. And amen. Yes, walking by faith, even though it takes a willingness to be exceptional, a willingness to be the only one, a willingness to go beyond what your flesh may feel like in the moment is far easier a task than trying to, um, than missing out on the things of God, number one, (laughs) or trying to hammer and work things out by yourself. I'm pretty sure that Sarah, once she grabbed a hold of faith and conceived her her son, I bet she questioned, why did I do that thing with Hagar? Dad Nabbit, why did I go there? And and why didn't I just do it this way Why didn't I just believe God in the first place? From the beginning. This was so much easier than having a mocking child in the background, than having someone look at you and think they're... I mean, like the whole scene of what happened and her her household and her marriage by her introducing a third party into it. Why didn't... She was like, this was so much easier, I'm sure, because I've had those moments in my life. Like, God, why didn't I... If I had only known... I would have just used my faith. I would have just gone the right way. But I believe we all have. Mm-hmm. But it's also why Jesus told us in his earthly, during his earthly ministry, to count the cost, right? As if we will truly be his disciple or truly prove to be his disciples, right? Mm-hmm. No point in starting something if we don't intend to finish. But it's not us that's doing it. Again, the Father is the one that does the works, he's the author and finisher of our faith. That faith has to be truly placed, rooted and grounded in him, placed in action. And it's so rewarding. Amen to that. <laughs> All right, there's a lot in in this lesson. So we're going to pause for today. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close out in, pro- in prayer, please? I will. All right, Layla. Lord, we thank you for the time and the word this morning, Lord. And we ask for forgiveness, Lord, if we've tried to put our hands in your plan, Lord, and make you do what we wanted you to do, Lord. We ask that you'll forgive us, Lord, that you'll reveal your plan to us, Lord, that you will help us understand the parts that we need understanding, Lord. And we thank you for being willing to walk with us and help us walk this out, Lord. We ask that you will continue to... Give us this day our daily bread, Lord, that you will lead us in the paths of light, righteousness, and life, Lord, because you already said that you would, Lord. We thank you for your faithfulness to keep your promise in your word, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' almighty name, amen. And amen. We love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day.
Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.